0: Now is the time to tell tales of the unaccountable.
1: Zombie, what do you fear? What do you fear?
2: Consider you find someone
1: mummified. I already like this story. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We just need you to hunt the giant owl. He just looks too suave to be Dracula. <laughs> too suave to be Dracula. Remember, you are bringing her back to life, so there is that. You got that to pony up on. Be afraid. Be marginally afraid. Welcome to Pulp Nightmare. I'm Mike. I'm MB.
3: And I am Hero. MB! I'm talking to you, man!
2: I mean, I I was listening.
1: Oh, (laughs) MB, we are here for another Pulp Watch 1994, and what are we doing for this Pulp Watch 1994?
2: We are watching an episode, yet another episode, of American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. Simpson. And as I speak, I am looking up the title of this episode because I just realized I forgot to look up the title of this episode.
3: It's episode 9, Manna from Heaven.
2: My god, James beat me to it.
3: Hold on, but it's, it's not good unless
1: MB says it. MB?
2: Manna from Heaven.
1: Now it's official. Sorry, James. That's okay. okay.
2: By the way, James, uh, thankfully okay. recovered.
1: Yeah, welcome back. You so so. What was it that was wrong? Because you were out for like two weeks there. Like we, luckily, you know, because of that, we were able to have a very special guest. I'm sorry you couldn't make it for it, but
2: yeah, I am. I I deeply regret not being able to introduce you to Cuban juniors OJ Simpson, who, by the way, after our episode, managed to get caught in an altercation in Tijuana which led him to jail. So he is currently listening to this live from the Tijuana prison. So special shout-out to Hubie Gunning Jr.'s O.J. Simpson.
1: I, I'm, I hope you're well, Juice. I hope they find the giraffe. I don't think they're going to find the giraffe. Really don't think they're going to find the, the
2: important giraffe. important thing is there can be only one.
1: The giraffe tried to be taller. That's a problem. But, James, welcome back. And we're here to watch the people v O.J. Simpson. We're penultimate here
2: yeah um, that should be worth noting because we're about to end this we're about to finally end this show
1: we have never been more excited to be done with something that we're doing
3: since that this time is more, more than the new 52 the MB new review <laughs>
1: no nothing is the same as
3: that
2: well technically that's not dead yet <laughs>
1: that just, is a, true. just
2: a little bit of a tease there
1: like, it's The People, voj Simpson, Pulp Watch 1994, and that time a rod went up my dick.
2: And there's still another season of this yet to come about Hurricane Katrina.
1: I can't wait to see what racism they pull out for that one. But right now, we're going to focus on this. We're watching this elsewhere, so we don't have commercials or shit. But, um, you know, so you can queue it up with us, with us if you want. I'm going to count to three. After I say three, we're going to press play. Is everybody ready? Hey. One. Hey, Thank you. I See? The juice is rubbing off on you. One. Two. Three. Nineties.
3: Yes. Tonight on Rock Bottom.
2: <laughs> I really want a replay of the dancing Eidos. Just have that in the rest of the episodes.
3: Tarzan.
1: The exercise video!
2: They seriously had him
0: take it? We just saw Cuba Gooding Jr. doing the exercise video! <laughs> He's still going!
3: Okay, this is what we've been missing. The magic of those first two episodes. More of this, please. Also, I recommend uh, watching the outtakes the Cuba Gooding Jr. exercise video where he talks about killing his wife. <laughs> that was recorded, I believe, literally a week before he killed his wife. This was not used as evidence.
2: A lot of the things weren't used as evidence.
1: Like the evidence. <laughs> That's a fancy clock. I think that every time.
2: Shut up, Darden
1: i I have to say, can like this the, can t v Darden go back in time and replace real Darden because <laughs> I feel like they would have won the case.
0: I don't know
2: though, like the version of Cochrane in this show is way more tame than the real life version of Cochrane because Cochrane was a super villain. Even more so in real life.
1: Cochran was like...
3: He was arch. I feel like that's the key flaw of this show, is that if all of these people acted this way, O.J. would have been in jail. (laughs) It's true. The
2: thing is is that Cochran was like Burgess Meredith as the Penguin.
3: (laughs) Play with the rhymes.
1: Well, I mean, if, if if things played out like they did in the show... Like, the one of the reasons O.J. got off is because the glove didn't fit. It fit on the show. <laughs> oh, shit, be going cray. Edo needs to t- take goddamn control of this mess. Come on, Edo, fucking pull out your laser blaster or something, you goddamn space gangster.
3: I didn't make a deal with Edo Club. <laughs> Can that be canon? I got somebody recut that scene so the doors open up behind Han Solo and Judge Ido is there behind a the bench. <laughs>
1: Well, at least Darden was incompetent for once. Just say it. Yeah, I was about to say, this show cannot go five minutes without saying that word.
2: Also, there... There's a bit of a – I know there's a scene going on right now, but screw it. There's a bit of uh interesting factoid that we stumbled upon in between episodes that James enlightened us to.
3: Yeah, brought to our attention by friend of the show, Matt Johnson of Below the Bible Belt fame, who, despite I don't think knowing that this commentary series exists,
0: <laughs>
3: decided to buy the run of his life. The semi-factual book this show is based on. Apparently, our favorite moment from, uh, a previous episode in which, uh, Johnny Cochran says an inflammatory word to Darden under his breath, uh, actually happened and happened at that exact moment, said exactly like that.
2: Tell them though about the retreat to settle things between a feuding uh Robert Shapiro and Nathan Lane's character on the show. I, I just want his. to say
3: that was the greatest cut to credits.
1: <laughs> oh that was hands down the best one and before we move off of that moment that we just found out totally happened per Matt Johnson, I am so glad that happened because that is fucking awesome. <laughs>
3: I liked Johnny Cochran for those two seconds. Boom! Drop the rhyme, Mike. (laughs) But, But, uh... But the treat, yes. Yeah, apparently Bailey and Johnny Cochran had a massive falling out during this trial. So peace was brokered between the two courtesy of Rosie Greer.
2: Now... When you say Rosie Greer, for the folks at home who haven't listened to your amazing commentary on *Below the Bible Belt* for *The Thing with Two Heads*,
3: yes, M- NFL alum, cross-stitch superstar, and former black man with a white big hit's head on his shoulder, Rosie Greer. The guy who pro- replaced the fake Native American on Daniel Boone for a couple of years. Like, I just want to see a version of this show where it cuts to Nathan Lane <laughs> turning to Craig Robinson as, <laughs> as Rosie <laughs> Greer and saying I just can't deal with this guy.
2: <laughs> to be and fair, Rosie Greer is knitting at the time.
3: <laughs> he just tur- turns to Cochrane and says, you know you got to go. <laughs> and he respects that rhyme so much.
2: Robert Shapiro just walks out. It seemed like a good idea at the time.
3: I, I like the pl- airplane landing noise over John Travolta eyeballing Nathan Lane, that was horrifying for a split second. It sounded like he was becoming hell itself.
1: Like he was about to open and a void was going to be inside of him. A fiery, fiery void. There's
2: there's something about this show and its evil depiction of John Travolta that I'm going to miss so much when this show is over. I'm not going to miss the actual show, but I'm going to miss that part of it.
3: Let them shaking hands before looking over racism. The Furman Tapes.
1: (laughs) The dramatic zooms. I like how it zoomed into horseshit. Numerous
3: bones. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, wait. You have to give credit where credit was due. Mark Furman was playing a fictional character whenever he said those racial slurs for seven hours.
1: (laughs) About his life.
3: Look, I'm playing the character of Furman.
2: What I love is that in the context of this show's continuity, this is all being said by a real Nazi.
1: (laughs) By Baron Zemo.
0: Is Johnny
2: Cochran explaining blackness? Yes. Basically... This is
3: not the first time this has happened on the show, <laughs> and it probably won't be the last.
2: I just like how he's the self-imposed authority on blackness. I mean, Johnny Cochran in real life was that too. I
1: like the flag in the background. Frank
3: Castle walks out. <laughs>
2: I'm the Punisher!
3: You want the juice! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm
3: slapped down in the middle of my goddamn right mind.
0: <laughs>
1: that was a great impression of, uh, Keeper Gooding Jr.'s OJ Simpson. Thank you, yeah. i practicing.
2: You, uh, you actually listened to the episode we did.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm surprised. I didn't think you actually listened to our own podcast,
3: James. I try not to, but on episodes where I don't appear, I love Johnny Cochran going on an adventure in North Carolina. (laughs) Surrounded by the rebel flag. With Bailey there as his emissary of white. Well, he needs a translator. And now he's explaining white people to
1: <laughs> Well, at least this part's true.
2: It'd be so amazing if it were revealed they filmed this part of it in the actual South.
1: Is Nathan Lane putting on a Southern accent suddenly?
3: Is to say he's whiting it up for them?
1: That is glorious.
2: Nathan Lane is the MVP of this show, next to Courtney P. Vance. He just makes this work so much in a way that no one act else on the actual show does.
1: Lane knows exactly what this show is.
3: Also, I like him throwing a tar in there, just to really sink it in.
1: <laughs> I wonder if we're going to see another um, autograph Ido has.
2: just do the first rhyme he's done of the entire show?
3: (laughs) It begins.
2: (laughs) Did we just see the the freaking end of X-Men First Class for this (laughs) game?
1: Yes. I like how that's where my mind went to when I was trying to figure out a First Class analogy to make. The
2: Furman Tapes. Please tell me Bruce Greenwood is going to come in and yell again.
3: I'm still in this show!
1: <laughs> it's my
2: favorite running plot of this.
3: He yells racial slurs to be uh, relevant.
1: Yes, it's a tape. Put it in.
3: I sort of like how the Furman tapes are becoming relevant like seven episodes after Furman's episode. <laughs> Despite none of this being in in any real chronological order.
1: I also like the build-up to them to hear the tape they've seen the transcript of.
3: I just want to point out, Mark Furman... Had a long career as a Fox News correspondent.
2: I also want to point out how this show can get away with here, like doing this. AMC shows the first <laughs> look at Negan, and he can't say one curse word.
1: Fucking. Darden's face will never get to me.
2: <laughs> the pain look oh
1: there he
2: is
3: I like all the west wing camera work
1: I'm gonna throw up
3: Are all the attempts to make this really undynamic space dynamic over the course of ten episodes? (laughs) I want him to have a promotion.
1: This is going to be glorious, isn't it?
2: Oh, I can't wait.
1: <laughs> now, finally, that weird, awkward moment from like episode three comes back.
0: What? Uh...
1: uh Okay, I do believe that is fairly true. Furman...
2: I feel like we sh- we really should have done a fact check before this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's true.
2: I know. Okay, episode like, ten, we've got to fact check that.
3: We fact check
1: the entire. Into- How stupid do you think we look to some people, though? I imagine pretty stupid,
3: and I'm okay with that.
2: Oh, I never presume to look smart.
3: That's the Pulp nightmare way. I will say, as far as all the stuff we fact checked from Run of His Life, uh, I'm pretty sure that book is like ninety percent bullshit. It's
1: pretty We're resulting in this
3: show. Yeah.
1: It's pretty known to be bullshit.
3: I just, I just like the idea that this show is based on one of the lesser regarded OJ books.
0: Thank God it's
2: not based on If I Did It. I, I watched wish. That
3: though. We see the, the attacks from OJ's point of view. He walks in the house, a ninja is a attacking his ex wife. It's just the scene from Speed Racer.
0: The, the fox nin-
2: bursts in wearing a shirt over his face.
1: The ninja looks, sees the Heisman Trophy.
3: <laughs> oh!
0: <laughs>
3: we finally get our Kung Fu battle. like how this episode is all about Edo finally. I love how seriously this show takes fucking Ito.
1: <laughs> the space gangster. It, does he have an American flag vase there? Yep. That is glorious.
3: Seriously, th- this show could, takes great pains to make its characters less interesting than they are in real life.
2: <laughs> I mean, Cochrane only just said his first rhyme in the penultimate episode.
3: Oh, Edo's rhyming.
1: He's actually about to break out into a rap.
3: My name is...
1: And then he dances. Knowing this show, I just keep
2: getting this mental image of somebody bursting into the court with a gun and shooting Edo in the chest. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dramatic death right before the finale.
1: I like how all the hourglasses make him look like he's the clock king or something. <laughs>
2: or hour man. <laughs> no, no, the sandman, Wesley Dodds.
1: He's the king of all fate.
2: There's a series of clocks in his home.
1: You know, Juice, uh, death swings his sickle at us
3: all. <laughs> You're saying I'm above death stroke now? <laughs> Then O.J. goes to Apocalypse. He becomes sod The sad thing is, I feel like the O.J. trial is what would happen if you shined a light on pretty much any trial in L.A. in the 90s. Pretty much. Like, wow, this, uh, all this stuff is incredibly corrupt. I like how it looks like they're all just going home because the trial's canceled. (laughs) Come on, OJ. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, God, that mustache.
1: (laughs) I will say, that dude does look exactly like the father of uh, Goldman. Or whatever. Whatever he's the father of, I don't remember.
2: Yeah, Ron Goldman.
1: Yes.
3: Also, have you noticed my hair?
1: <laughs> Darden's like, have you noticed mine?
3: Cuts to him and suddenly he has a fade. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Darden. He used one of Edo's uh, time turners to get a haircut. <laughs>
1: To be fair, Marsha, Darden warned you.
3: He warned you about the way white people lose.
2: just like how Darden and Clark are in two completely different shows, given any scene. Well, someone just struck down.
1: OJ just got James. I'm still here. Did OJ stab you? Yes. Can
3: you finish the show? Yes, I should be okay.
2: Okay. He ran off.
3: Also, I like how it looks like Cochrane is the judge now. <laughs> With his clock behind him. To him,
1: clock. <laughs> to clocks, he is king.
3: This is glorious. Oh my god! I like Kardashians sitting behind them. It just looks like they're alternate versions of each other. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like
3: before and after Venom.
2: A screenshot of Travolta's face when he turns around and see.
1: <laughs> I love how I love how Travolta's voice cracked, like he's a prepubescent boy.
3: <laughs> oh, That is so the image for this episode.
1: <laughs> oh shit! Darden unleashed. Well, that is true. My God. Also, just going back to the uh, the uh, Shapiro thing, I love how Shapiro wants to trust the system. Like, he's the <laughs> Superman in this.
2: Keep in mind, the only reason he freaked out is because he's really concerned about the fact that there's going to be a riot.
3: <laughs> well, he is deep down the heart of the show. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God, even his living room is super villain-like.
0: It looks like he's in the Hellfire Club.
3: Season 2, Beyond OJ.
1: Wouldn't it be awesome if season two was about Furman?
3: Also, how many times are they going to say, these tapes confirm what we've always known? (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be a
1: riot. I'm so confused about Shapiro's role in this.
0: (laughs) Pressure.
3: Pressure going down of me He just sings under pressure in the elevator
2: Okay we've already seen his reaction
3: It's the terror of knowing what the sprout's about <laughs> Should some good friends scream out. <laughs> Why can't we give love one more chance? Give love give love give love Give love, give love. God, I love I love
1: Ito in costume here.
0: Why does it look
2: like Ito's about to turn to the wall, open a secret <laughs> panel?
0: <laughs>
3: yes, Ito, turn back the clock and make it right.
1: We called it out, and then it happened. How is this real? We called it, and then it happened.
3: The ironic thing is, Ito turns back the clock, tries to save Nicole Brown Simpson, accidentally stabs her, OJ walks in, and then they battle.
1: (laughs) And then Ito has to become the judge of his own trial (laughs) to try to blame OJ for his accident. Okay, I'm
2: sorry to break this up for... Did you see that shot of the sideways, like, screen of Judge Ito and his name tag dramatically stated.
3: (laughs) OJ is not having any of this bullshit.
1: I wish O.J. would, like, just represent himself for an episode.
2: That's the finale.
3: He just cries.
0: (laughs) I'm the juice! I'm the juice!
3: I know we say this every episode, but I love how much the A-list star of this show is a completely, a complete non-entity.
1: He's being paid to sit there, which, to be fair, is the best acting of Cuba Gooding Jr.'s life.
3: They did it all in front of a screen.
1: <laughs> you know,
2: for a second, when you said a I was like, Travolta?
3: <laughs> to be fair, Travolta is significantly more famous <laughs> than- Yeah. Hell, you could say, uh, fucking David Schwimmer at this point is <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
3: all up to you, America.
2: So I just realized we've, we've gone nearly an entire episode without Marcia Clark smoking. The first.
3: That's how tense this shit is. God, the humanity of Judge Ito.
2: Okay, I realize the show really likes saying that word.
3: It's but do you have to re-say it? <laughs> they have a license, MB.
2: Larry King didn't look like that in the nineties.
3: I hear he just looks like a Larry King marionette. <laughs> He was not honorable.
0: <laughs> he danced!
1: <laughs> he danced!
2: let goes ahead and say that O.J. is not going to get a line this episode.
0: He
3: just grabs the microphone and starts rapping. God, I I think we've said this before, but I want so badly for the end of this show to be Cuba Gooding Jr. recording the Juiced video.
1: My God, could you imagine what that looks like? Just his dead eyes.
3: Yeah, we've got to try try to track that down after we're done with this series, as the the end.
1: Oh, that'll probably be the outro for the final episode. I love how Darn's always about to burst into tears. This
3: episode is just Darden unleashed.
1: He has just had enough with this goddamn show.
0: Those eyes.
3: It looked like he was about to Magneto him.
0: Chine, you
1: blood. I need help.
3: <laughs> you on the juice seat, Darden?
0: <laughs>
3: I don't know why the pan over to Sarah Paulson is so hilarious. Wow, way too silence a to black voice. Also, is Darwin's pin
1: like a thing of popcorn?
3: <laughs> it would be appropriate. O.J. is intrigued. (laughs) Finally, something's happening. I want to see O.J.'s weird, childlike thoughts on what's going on.
1: (laughs) This isn't like football at all.
3: Making a hell of a play.
0: When did they get a black guy?
2: White woman's hair has changed seven times <laughs> this entire trial.
1: Why, why is there an elephant in the room? Oh, it's flying. Man, I miss cocaine.
3: I, I like how hearing OJ's thoughts is like hearing <laughs> Pinky's thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Narf. <coughs> Justice for the juice. Brown, 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 Although I, uh, one fact enlightened to us by Matt Johnson was that Robert Kardashian, uh, during the trial got into a significant amount of trouble with his employer by apparently Using the c the name of the c e o of the company he worked for as the signature on an ad he published, defending o j. Simpson entitled "Justice for the Juice <laughs> so I put the Star Wars theme over this. OJ is riveted by this story. <laughs> this sounds love, like something I would do.
2: I just love how when they panned to OJ, all I could think was Touchdown!
0: This is
3: too much for OJ.
1: (laughs) I love how, I feel like this Ryan Murphy was building to this, just because, oh my god, look how many times we'll get to say that word.
3: This will be so controversial.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kardashians.
3: Wow, I just feel like the beginning to a music video.
2: Sprint is so happy.
1: <laughs> that guy's performance is something.
2: Fred Goldman.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Undertaker. (laughs) I'm gonna murder OJ on SummerSlam. Greta Van Susteren.
2: I love cameo Van Susteren there.
1: <laughs> Why does it feel like they're about to fuck on the desk?
3: It's this show. Oh, yeah.
1: I like how boring this show got for like five episodes, and this has been fucking spectacular. <laughs>
3: Because they only had enough material for four or five episodes. Just, I've never seen a show begin so magical, then a bottom out so fucking hard.
1: Well, probably having, like, the first eight, like, five episodes be an hour and a half long for no particular reason. I think it says a lot. We looked up, the finale is only 41 minutes long. It's the shortest episode.
3: It's just going to be that OJ workout video.
1: I'm I'm so happy we got to see that. I
3: hope that plays over the credits. I just
1: can't believe we don't have a quote for the uh, description yet. I
3: Anything John Travolta as, who, says.
2: I mean, I'm pretty sure the quote for this episode is going to be "pressure" in all caps,
3: <laughs> with, with that screen cap.
0: Yes. Pressure. doom, 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 doom,
3: Old-timey email. Ido shafted us.
1: Dry them tears, girl.
2: <laughs> it's like the third act of a superhero movie. What is this?
3: they zoom in on his chest like he was Spider-Man?
0: The Planet Glove.
2: The Planet Glove. Okay, new episode
0: quotes. Unfair, this
3: isn't a word, Jenny. That white bastard, Jejito.
2: Kardashian hasn't said a word this entire time.
1: God, this is like his third-act superhero... Movie pep talk, isn't it?
3: That evil caterpillar sucking the energy out of his body through his upper lip.
1: Bird
2: comes in. I pulled the blade (laughs) out from your father.
1: I killed Nicole (laughs) Brown. I killed Nicole. I loved you.
2: Like your father loved you.
3: The blade. The wounds came from Nicole's own glider. (laughs) You have to forgive O.J.
2: And then he and O.J. team up to fight the Sandman.
3: O.J. has half of his face burned off. (laughs) I'm the
1: Jews! And he explodes. Also, was that Cochran's, like, I'm Cochran... No more scene. <laughs> yes.
2: I'm just imagining Darden as Venom.
1: Is this fucking like Furman's Nazi entrance?
3: Yep.
0: False God. <laughs>
3: Some of they cut to Furman and he would just be covered in Nazi medallions. (laughs) His face is just a red skull now.
2: (laughs) I thought Ito said that it's inadmissible.
3: They 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 had a line. They did stuff.
1: The look on OJ's face. (laughs) Shame on you. Shame on you, Mark Furman.
3: You truly are the worst person who ever lived.
2: God, and the worst look comes from Marcia Clark.
0: You're not the juice. I'm the juice.
3: He has a red Solo cup. I like how he has a theme.
1: <laughs> now he's being built up like he is Baron Simo. <laughs> No uh, Darn ain't having this. I wish I could just walk out of this show too.
2: <laughs> Don't worry, Mike, it's almost over.
3: The episode ends.
0: He is the fifth. Hail Hydra!
3: (laughs) Did you kill Nicole Brown Simpson?
2: Are you, in fact, the Red Skull?
3: Random cutaway to
2: O.J. <laughs> O.J.
0: is
3: pleased. Also, wouldn't it have been great in that scene if they had just randomly cut away to a close-up of Kato.
1: <laughs> Watching at home,
3: eating noodles.
1: What?
2: I just realized, did they ever have Kato on the stand?
1: No, they no. referenced Kato being on the stand at one point i'm just, I still think because Cato came out and said shit, they cut Cato out of future episodes
3: what
2: why is o j taking off his
1: pants?
3: I can't believe he's talking i this
1: is amazing.
3: Also the most he's sounded like O.J. so far.
1: It's true. This is also the first time he's added lines in several episodes. Marcia. Yeah, remember this subplot from several episodes ago?
3: Nobody cares.
2: Okay, why was that scene in here?
1: Because the writers really think we care about Marsha Clark's personal life. Wow, that was the end of the episode? <laughs> that moment was the end of the episode?
2: That was episode nine of The People V. O.J. Simpson, an American crime story. Manna from Heaven.
1: And I've been Mike.
2: I've been a
3: I exercise my Fifth Amendment privilege.
2: He's
0: a Nazi, get him! Pressure, pressure turn up the pressure pressure turn up the pressure 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 this city is about to explode we have enough pressure enough pressure 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 pressure, pressure. pressure. down on me Pressing down on you no man has won. pressure pressure pressure
2: pressure there are a lot of issues that plague <laughs> the
4: Greetings and salutations, kiddos. It's me, your old goblin in crime, Roderick Kingsley. Here with a special message for you, my adoring public. You may have noticed lately in my many, many appearances that I've had a bit of a spring in my pointy-booted step. No boys and girls, the secret to my success is no wonder drug or mere miracle diet, but an elixir of the spirit. And, like a Halloween-themed Jehovah's Witness, I'm here to spread the good news like a bombardment of pumpkin bombs. The good news of graphic novelism. But, Uncle Hobgoblin... You ask? What is a graphic novelism? Don't interrupt me, you little shit! But yes, the tenants of graphic novelism are quite simple. A love for the comic book form in all of its forms. A rejection of the complacency that keeps it from reaching further heights. And... Most importantly, our refusal to fall into the dark pool of NEGATIVITY that has strangled the life out of this culture for too long. Since becoming a devout graphic novelist, I've rebuilt my goblin game from the ground up, soaring high above my fears and insecurities, as though there were the skyline of New York City. And all you have to do to walk this path is look deep within yourself. And send your credit card number care of Rodney the OG Hobby at gobmail.com. Or if you want to be a total Norman about it, just listen to the Graphic Novelism Podcast, where Alex Cook, James Lewis, and Mike Napier preach their love for the medium and warn against those that may do it harm. Remember, ladies and gents, if you want to be the hobgoblin of whatever it is that you do, listen to Graphic Novelism. Subscribe to it on iTunes and The Stitcher. Leave a rating and a comment. Give Hobgoblin all of your money, and for God's sake, kill Spider-Man! <laughs>
0: We're on Another episode.
1: That was just a little taste of graphic novels. <laughs>